friends. <laughs> it was really, I know, it was quite aggressive, wasn't it? I felt like it needed it. Yep. We're here to chat Timber with Tate James. Like, welcome, Tate. Um, we've got a lot of a lot of thoughts. <laughs> thoughts. <laughs> thoughts. I don't think we need any introduction because I mean everyone knows you um and we've already discussed the rest of the Haiti series but this is obviously the big bitch that finished the series off <laughs> how are you feeling now that it's this finished now that it's finished how are you feeling um look I finished it a couple of months ago so <laughs> so like, I, like it's over and done for me um you've already gone through the grieving process yeah yeah, although it is a bit, it's a bit weird now, like, because seeing people, like, obviously just now reading it um, and, like, putting up their thoughts and their theories and their aesthetic videos and stuff, I was like, oh, I miss them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, not enough to, to go back there, but I like a little bit. <laughs> In a small amount of ways. <laughs> yeah. So, obviously we were left with the huge cliffhanger at the end of Club 22 where there was the suggestion that was it a cliffhanger? Like, was it? Was it? A was it mm, I don't know. I think yes. I loved um, it. I was in the face um, with <laughs> Hades being arrested, and you know the whole Zed, you're in the FBI, that sort of shit, right? But I did like how you immediately clarify the situation in Timber with with Zed. Like straight away, we got into it about the fact that you know it was his mum. He's who had brought him in, manipulated him and whatnot on the premise of keeping Hades safe. And further in the book, there's also there's that conversation between Hades and um, Zed where she admits that she would have made the same decision. So did you feel that it was important to ensure people knew right away what the go was with Zed? Fairly much. Like, I mean, the whole cliffhanger, if you want to call it, with Zed... <laughs> um being outed essentially as an FBI agent um it was all um it was all just from Jeanette's perspective you know like it was it was one untrustworthy character who a said ha he's been in on this all along suckers um <laughs> <laughs> she was a little bit cracked in the head already from having been undercover for so long. Like she, she, one bit cray cray. She deviated off plan. Um, <laughs> so, first of all, it was Jeanette that revealed Zed's involvement in the FBI, and then secondly, it was also Jeanette who said that Chase was director of the FBI. Neither of those statements were the whole truth. No. And um, people were those as like gospel truth and running with them and creating these massive backstories about all of the crappy things that Zed must have been involved in. Um, so <laughs> I was like straight away when like Chase came up and was like, good job, old friend. I'm like, that's all a setup. Clearly he just wanted to shove that in Hades' face. Like I knew the minute that they drove away that, you know, Chase was getting a punch to the face. So I was, I was very appreciative that that was followed through on my thought process. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Because um, 
ultimately Zed wasn't guilty of all of the things it, it no. looked like mm. he was. And I'm, I didn't see um, any benefit in, in trying to drag that out at all. Like, because he is still one of the main characters. He's one of Hades love interests. I don't want people hating him. Um, so no, that was definitely very important to clear up ASAP. <laughs> Absolutely. I did love that. But you could tell like because of their relationship and their build up. I think the bigger thing for, for me was the fact that even though you knew there was going to be a story and a reason behind it, you knew how Hades was going to feel betrayed by the fact that she wasn't aware of it. I think that was yeah. part. I mean, yeah, like he's still he's still fucked up by not filling her in on things, but people yeah. are allowed to fuck up. Like yeah, for sure. <laughs> I have my fair share every week. <laughs> <laughs> like that's that that's that's human nature humans fuck up humans make bad decisions and um live to regret them later you know like for for the amount of comments that I saw being like it's unforgivable he should have told her and I'm like like are you a perfect person <laughs> I'm sorry but like I'm letting dead back into my bed every day yeah. I mean like there is no <laughs> the he exactly. had like it had to be there because otherwise it's like why would you bother reading Timothy? <laughs> I know we needed this ending. We needed the cliffhanger there. As soon as I as soon as I read that ending in Club Twenty Two, I was literally laughing hysterically. So I was like, I I was like, this is this is gold. I love it. I'm here for it, and I loved instantly that Lucas was such. He was just so supportive of him as well. He's like stop moping, get your shit together. And how are we going to fix this? Like, yeah, obviously there's a reason. And then he's like, you don't have the shit with me. And then he's like, bam, takes a bitch down. And he's like, uh, yeah, don't ever do it again. Or I will kill you. Yeah. I was like, I am here for this Lucas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now you did warn everyone as well around how dark that this was going to be, especially in those first few chapters with, um, with Chase. Now, how, how difficult was it for you to write those scenes um, with Chase? I mean, they were absolutely heartbreaking, but I think also they kind of needed to be in there as well so the readers could actually see or feel the impact that he had on Hades. Yeah. Yeah, look, those first, the first four chapters, up to chapter five, took me forever to get through because, and I kept just putting it off. And um, when I would talk to Heather about it, I was like, hey, this doesn't want to play. And Heather's like, well, of fucking course she doesn't. (laughs) Are you like, are you surprised by this? Of course she doesn't want to talk to you. She's in a shit situation right now. so it did take a really long time to to get those chapters written, um, and it was also a, a bit of a a bit of a balancing act, walking the line between um, being descriptive and um, drawing those emotions out um, and making the reader feel like they're actually in her shoes and and can feel all of that. Um, that fear and confusion and despair that she was feeling without deviating into torture porn, Mm. you know, like it's no, it wasn't, it was never meant to be titillating, you know, it wasn't supposed to be arousing or um, exciting or anything like that. It was supposed to be horrific 
and eye-opening and um (laughs) gut-wrenching yeah and it absolutely was it achieved that it achieved that like it was and I think I think there's a there's there's a there's a point where um you can go too far on that and it just ends up being shock value yeah um which I never I never want to write shock value like I think there's a huge difference between um like scenes that need to happen and need to be expressed and emotions that need to be felt versus here's some shocking shit just to make you go oh Mm. yeah I think as Beck was saying like it was extremely important because you really saw how far down Hades went in terms of the psychological torture you know the um the physical torture and you know how far she then had to climb back up towards the end of the book and to redeem those parts of herself and get back to those parts of herself that she really you know wanted to cleanse herself from so I definitely think those were like yeah important and very impactful scenes and especially the one where she's running through the bush oh, that was terrifying it was giving me severe anxiety I'm like run and then she's like hiding I'm like hi oh, so yeah so I like I think when I started plotting like planning out how Timber was gonna go I was like I really want this scene where she's like being hunted through a dark forest and like bleeding out at the same time and, um, and I'm like now how can I make that work and Rebecca who's my um medical expert was like fucking what (laughs) and I was like no work with me how where can I injure her that she's bleeding out and it's pretty severe but she can still run (laughs) yeah and she will survive eventually as well yeah Yeah. so we had to run like quite a few scenarios um around like um why she's passed it like because she can't pass out because of actual blood loss because then that's going to have like damage to her organs and her brain and all that sort of stuff like um so we had to run quite a few scenarios there so ultimately like we went with the combination of exhaustion and adrenaline and fear combined with you know injuries and blood loss (laughs) I think it worked Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I do love that it was Zed there to, I know. Yeah. to save her. Like I know they were all there, but that he was physically on the ground there with her because I feel like that was a huge part in their in their relationship as well. Um, and also the fact that he got stabbed, but he just like keeps going. <laughs> it's just like yeah. get her fixed up. I will, you know, donate. And then, oh, yeah, by the way. I've got stabbed there, so. Um, and and also, Cass can fly a helicopter. I mean, what can't he do at this point? Jesus. Like, <laughs> International man of mystery. He I really know. Is. I know. Daddy Cass. <laughs> mm. um, and I also like the twist about the fact that he had bought up all the Lockhart properties and he was like, they won't look for us here. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't, would you? Like, if I you if you were a diabolical bad guy, the last place you would look is in your own family's. It's like the perfect disguise. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that he had a tracker on her and that's how they found, <laughs> they found 
I was that like, oh, oh my God. I can't believe you did that. Like, I am so thankful. But also, seriously, Cass, you've got such a dodgy. Control. It was such a dodgy Cass move. Like, I know you've got some control issues. But also, the fact that he did it like literally the first time they had sex. He's like, mm. "You're mine now." Um, so I'll be implanting a tracker into you. So yeah. that's occurring. Yep. <laughs> and then he threw it back in her face. Well, aren't you glad I did? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like you, can't, you can't even argue with that logic. No. Can you? Like, <laughs> like if 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 he'd put a tracker on her and she'd figured it out, you know, that night that she took off because Zed was telling Seth um, about her history mm-hmm. and she took off and Cass found her. Yeah. yeah. On the, on the mount. Yeah. <clears throat> if she had figured it out then that he was using a tracker, different story, yeah. different story that would have gone down real bad. But after it helped them save her from that situation, like you really, you can't argue with the logic. No. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> no. Like, what are you going to say? I wouldn't have done it. Yeah. yeah. I think the, the one thing I really liked reading as well was how, you know, Cass, Lucas, and Zed, they all rallied behind her to try and help her through the trauma as well in their own different ways. And Lucas was really the one that was, I guess he was like the most receptive, I think. And I love that he was sort of guiding. Zed and Cass on what they needed to do to try and try and help her so did you spend a lot of time making sure you got that reaction right when you were writing that yeah I mean I think what helps a lot is that that um each of these characters live in my brain as real people um so it was a very easy question of like how is each of them going to react to um every situation or conversation or you know um interaction with her um, and it's just that Lucas is the most emotionally stable mm. of the four yeah. of them. Um, he's the most in tune with his feelings and everyone else's feelings. Um, he's very good at reading body cues and facial expressions and tone of voice and everything like that. So he's definitely the one that's paying the most attention. He's also got the least amount of his own baggage. Yeah. To yep. deal with. So he's got that um, capability of taking on somebody else's, whereas Zed and Cass have so much of their own that it's harder for them to be able to see past that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I did love that Lucas was Hades for a week. <laughs> I think Lucas loved it too. Oh, no. And they're like, okay, like, let's sit down and tell you how to be a boss bitch, basically. <laughs> He's like, yep. okay. And he was so serious yeah. about it. It was so cute. Yeah. <laughs> but I really enjoyed um, Seth in this book. And I know we spoke about it before, like, previously, in, in previous books, how we were seeing Seth from other people's perspectives and we were only ever seeing her in that sheltered light where she didn't have any of the background knowledge. So she was just seeing it from her perspective. And so I really loved seeing her now that she's fully aware of everything going on, just how she stepped up um, and just, you know, she was helping with the girls and all of that type of stuff. So when are we getting Seth and Rex's son's harems book again? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Seth is happy. <laughs> Steph has moved. She's in another state. Right. She's got a boyfriend. She has a boyfriend. Matthew. He's boring. Mm. She loves boring mm. for now. 
Mm-hmm. Now. Yeah. Yeah. So like, are we talking early next year? Or? <laughs> Straight away. I was like, oh, I need it. I'm sorry. I'm like, what were they arguing about as well? Like, yeah. that's it like Seth had a I've, I keep seeing um people posting about this being like unsatisfied with the lack of answers about Seth but it wasn't Seth's book no, no exactly it wasn't Seth's story my character in this story yeah like what what happened in her personal growth and um what helped her mature behind the scenes you know you got to think that at the end of club 22 she found out all these major secrets about um, her childhood that she never understood, you know, the kind of person her father really was, the kind of family that they actually had that she never saw. Yeah, yeah And exactly. she found out about all of these horrible things that her older sister endured to keep her safe. Then a couple of days later, her sister gets kidnapped and is missing, presumed dead, for three weeks. Like... And nobody told her. <laughs> I was like, wow, Lucas, that is harsh. It's like, yeah, my bad. And in that time, she's grieving her sister or, you know, out of her mind with worry for for where her sister has gone because she has just discovered that she's been wrong about her for so many years. So she's regretting her own actions. She's um, feeling bad for how she's treated um, Hades all along. She's coming to terms with, the reality of the world that she lives in and she's living in a new house with new rules a new authority figure <sighs> she went through a lot of growth in that time a huge amount but we don't need to see it because it's not Seth's story <laughs> no I love I just love like the most in this was Hades and her relationship actually becoming quite strong there at the end and they were having sleepovers I was like oh it's so cute we need to talk about these group scenes like (laughs) i can't even and the constant (laughs) chats about how big lucas's dick was especially by Cass. i just couldn't deal with it it was just so funny um and also when Cass booped zed on the nose (laughs) oh i just yeah I feel like he really stepped it up with these group scenes. Um, my husband was happy and <laughs> I read, I read the timber scene. Oh, actually I got my husband to read it and he was like, hang on a second. Cause there's a lot of moving parts there. And he's like, hang on. So, all right, where's, what, where's this person sitting? And then I, was, I just, I just keep reading. You'll figure it all out. Yeah. How, I mean, was that pretty hard, like that timber scene, like logistically <laughs> to write? I mean, lots of people were hard, but was it hard to write? Um, look, I actually felt like the the group scenes in Hades were really important for the um, group dynamics. It was it was sort of like a, a physical representation of how they were all growing closer as a unit. Um, I find that um, different different reverse home groupings require different, I don't know, payoffs, <laughs> so to speak. Like um, I've, you know, people comment, oh, you know, this had so many more group scenes than Madison Kate did. Well, I mean, they're different stories. Um, 
and they're 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 different characters um in Madison Kate the boys were already like as close as brothers you know they were already a tight-knit group what they needed was one-on-one bonding with Madison Kate whereas in Hades the the group interactions are just as important as the one-on-one because the guys are all still sort of building that relationship with each other as they are with her um so I think that the um increase of group uh fun in timber really represented how the four of them were really meshing together a lot a lot more conducively they were all um a solid unit they were they were you know a relationship with all of them as opposed to um three guys dating the same girl Mm. yeah and i loved their banter like the banter was hilarious between all the guys so funny it's really a really good way for team bonding i feel you know bringing them all to definitely bonding like physically speaking (laughs) and you know like it's really good learning experiences and in um in sharing um and following directions Mm, absolutely yep Yep. refractory periods that was very helpful in a few Mm -hmm. of them with lucas yeah Yep. extremely helpful um i appreciated the fact that he helped lucas out with his secret desire that he you know, <laughs> announced to daddy cass um that part i was just in hysterics because he's like yeah lucas has got a little bit of a you know a little bit of a secret that he wants to share <laughs> well i just thought that was so funny because in the grand scheme of things it's such like a it's such like a, a small m- thing but he was such a minor guy. yeah it's such like a minor um like byproduct of, of but but to him it was something that he'd never done but it seemed too rude to just do it you know oh I just love the fact that he, that he's told Cass about it. he's like mm, I really want to do this but I'm too nervous to ask Hades oh, I just imagine them like sitting there getting their stoned out of their minds I know being like what have you always really wanted to do <laughs> I want to do but like I don't know if he's been down for it like yeah. she might shoot me in the face don't know yeah well that's the other thing yeah she yes. could I know what she's going to react like so yeah when when in reality he just wanted to shoot her in the face exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs> I just got that <laughs> like oh dear <laughs> I'm just thinking when oh when when my husband listens to this episode anyway yeah Yeah. Beck's husband listens to all the episodes so he finds out just how freaky she is when (laughs) it's like every time he's like who are you yeah yeah it's an educational uh podcast all right Absolutely. <laughs> it is. Um, now, a couple of big points that I really loved. Firstly, like Zed, the sneaky bastard, just like, yeah, uh, this is my fiance. <laughs> Mid like conversation, <laughs> like, well, we've got to pretend now it's a part of our, you know, undercover op, like we're, you know, taunting Chase. And she's like, oh, okay, yeah, I suppose so. And, you know, oblivious as she is to everything that comes with. Zed and her's relationship she's like 
just puts the ring on, doesn't like even think about the fact that it's perfectly matched for her or the fact that he can seed so quickly with, yeah, we'll give it back to the rightful owner tomorrow. <laughs> I'm just like, what a smart ass. I freaking love that. <laughs> he was, yeah, he was so smug through that. So smug. And I'm so like, smug. all the little smirks and stuff. I'm like, come on, Hades. Like, come on, pick it up. And he's he like, was so yeah, smug. But- but like the, the misdirection played so well, like perfectly for Zed because Cass is all like, hold up, we need to talk about these important topics. Completely yeah. like distracted True. Hades away from the the actual, <laughs> what's yeah. actually happening here. I know, I know, I loved it. He and was- Zed was like, I'm just gonna stand back and let this play out. <laughs> yeah, he was that like sneaky. And then he's just like, yeah, well, I mean, sure. Yeah, I know you don't want to get married. Yeah, sure. We'll talk about it another day. That's cool. Um, but yeah, you own that ring. I put it in your name. So sucked in. Now it's yours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I really love the the cameo appearance with um Archer and Steel and Cody as well. Cause look, I know I sent you a message about maybe we'll see them at Archer's funeral because he, you know, didn't look after Sam. <laughs> um so I mean okay we'll we'll run with the with a fight that's cool (laughs) I mean it needed to happen and you know Archer got taken down a few pegs and then you know that satisfied Hades she's like cool that's fine yeah um and also I I need Steel's sniper ability so (laughs) that one that one needed to happen um that one was brewing for a long time probably since seventh circle because um I don't know if you remember, but Rachel did a um, PowerPoint presentation on TikTok on who would win in a fight between um, Madison Kate's guys versus the Den of Vipers guys. And um, somebody had jokingly said to her, what about Hades guys? And I think Seventh Circle had only just come out then. Um, And she was like, "Mm, I don't know. And I was like, I know. (laughs) (laughs) I know who's going to win. so I felt like I really needed to like let that play out so that there was no question <laughs> oh exactly exactly um I mean, and he told him everything he knew, he knew like so but it's he, not it wasn't just that it was the fact that Archer still has a really hot temper um, yeah. and Cass knows that and so he just played to yeah. Archer's weaknesses you know like yeah, you know he knows how quickly he snaps and that he gets sloppy when his temper gets the better of him. So he just fucking stuck his finger in that wound and wiggled it around a bit. And, you know, bada bing, bada boom. Yep. Um, I don't know what it is, but there's just something incredibly hot about like snipers. Um, so <laughs> it's like when they're walking through that, like I could just vividly picture that scene. I wanted to be there obviously in like, a Catwoman suit or something, walking down, <laughs> you know, in the docks and all these guys are just snipering all my energy down the way. I'm like, yes, I'm living for this right now. Oh, God. Every time someone puts something like this in a book, that's her focus the whole time. It's like anything. But because the fact of the matter was that she was just such a boss bitch during that time because there was no hesitation she's just walking along like just cash meanwhile there's just people dropping off the roofs and all around it just being shot down I'm like oh my god I'm loving this uh, that's, and then, that's why she needed the 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 backup because she needed yeah. to have that confidence that nothing was going to hit her yes 
And, you know, the, uh, the post-adrenaline, uh, you know, meeting in the office between her, Cass and Zed, um, yeah, I was there for it. And also like Lucas's little um, comment about it, like, well, how do you know Steel so well? Maybe because I had to distract him while you three were getting it on in the damn office next to the dead dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did love she her player. You know, like I feel like he was like, look, I wish I wish I was there, but that's fine. I'll best I'll befriend the other sniper. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I, I did love Hades killing spree, in particular the, the deputy mayor and his name was Wayne King. I was like, it's <laughs> <this is> fantastic. <laughs> Such a juvenile joke. <laughs> I didn't even think about it. Oh my god, Wayne King. I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> yes. I because I had like I'd left his name out because at the time I was like, I can't think of a good name. Um, and then I had to go back in edits and put names in. And um, I was just tossing names out at Heather and I was like, <laughs> Wayne King. And she was like, No. And I was like, it's going in. It's happening right now, Heather. She's like, oh fuck's sake. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you put it in, Kate. So, you know. That got a lot of joy out of it. And I feel I would have too if I would have actually noticed. <laughs> I'm like, and then I went back. I'm like, did she call the others? And I just missed it. And I'm like. No, oh, I stuff. should have. I should have. But no, it was only, yeah, it was only Wayne King. <laughs> we'll look out for cameos for Mike Hunt in the next one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. Such All right, Lucas's mum. I mean, that was a bit of a like a big slap to the face. The fact that she was like literally drugging herself, so she couldn't remember things. Yeah, and then bad because you don't yeah. know. Yeah, There's and then she killed herself. You know, like that was gut wrenching for Lucas. Yeah. Now, her secrets. You want to take this question back? <laughs> no, because I don't think we're going to get an answer to them. Look, you said that you and Heather know the secrets. We do. What are they? <laughs> Just, yeah. <laughs> Dead women tell no tales. <laughs> um, Just saying, if you feel it, you need to get the dying, the deathbed confession off your chest we're here for it um we will assist you with, with relieving you of that burden i can look i can safely say that um there are no future series um focusing on sandra's past <laughs> i've seen that theory a couple of times it's not happening <laughs> will we hear anything further about like anything to do like in other books in you know, the honey trap and whatever else, does that come into play or? Um, look, there will probably be some information in the Guild series about the program that Sandra was involved in. Yeah. Um, it may not necessarily be about Sandra herself, but more just about in the general. shady shit that the Guild's been doing. Yeah. Yep. Fair enough. 
I'll leave you for the next question then you can yeah look the other thing too I, I must have missed this point this part in the book but um who was the mystery person again I think I missed I oh have... you missed that I, I, I skipped that chapter. you should probably read carefully <laughs> maybe you will spot it between the lines somewhere <laughs> Oh my god! Like, and to be honest, I think I might—I was so mind blown by the whole book that I got to the end, and then, like, you know, obviously got into the spoiler group and everything like that. And everyone's like, "Who's the mystery man?" I was like, "Oh, damn! She didn't even tell us that." (laughs) (laughs) But yet, biggest part of that was the egg. That's what really got me. I'm like, okay, this mystery man's there. You think he's going to play a part? Mm -hmm. Then randomly he delivers the egg back. I'm like, what? It's almost, it's almost like, it's almost like an Easter egg. I know. I'm like fucking real life egg. <laughs> I was glad that Nadia got it back though, regardless how she got it. I was like, Cass, you couldn't deliver, but the mystery man did. So poor yeah. Cass, been searching for so long. <laughs> so anticlimactic for him. He was like, <laughs> and I know he gets- like steals his thunder as well because he's like yeah sorry nan she's like thanks i got it back he's like oh <laughs> but i mean at least he got the credit for it yeah, he, well, did. he did he did get the credit but he's also like probably got no cash because he just bought all these fucking properties to try and get the egg back but now the quote I, that i loved in the whole book was sleep with one eye open <laughs> I'm like, I don't know why I'm so juvenile, but the whole time I was kissing myself laughing. Oh my God. So good. It was just like, it was like any time it felt natural for Hades to to make a statement that included, I don't know, any kind of eye reference. I was just like. (laughs) I was literally like that when she said it, I was like. (laughs) So good. Um, and I also like that the Timberwolves are, you know, expanding to bring women in, like good on them. Yeah. Um, and especially, you know, the knife throwing skills. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> it's like, oh, hey, can I just talk to you for a moment? Uh, it's not about the bar, but just wondering if I could be in the gang. Bam. Look at my knife throwing skills. And <laughs> And Bethany then, just, yeah. she went for it she was just like you know what I've got one opportunity to like make my mark how well, am I going to do it so she went away and she fucking worked on it and she was like this is this is it this is my opportunity I'm going to leave an impression and she did she mm-hmm. did she, she shot a shot her. she was like yep she got called in she got the call up yeah she's successful if you know what and if she didn't ask she would never know like you just got to take exactly any opportunity exactly yes yeah and yeah so getting to the end of the book like chase gets arrested and tortured violently for a long period of time but i mean like how dark was your mind when you had hades toast some marshmallows over his burning corpse Really hard day for you that day. <laughs> Look, I didn't. I didn't want there for, for there to be any question whether yeah. Chase was. Toast. You can't come back. There's clear, clearly not. 
I'm sorry, I'm missing the point where the marshmallows came in. Because literally, I went to work yesterday and they were half price, the marshmallows. And my daughter's like, hey, mommy, can we get some marshmallows? I'm like, no. (laughs) Look, (laughs) so because Chase had used fire so often um, as his, like, means of attack, you know, blowing up her bars and her distillery and you know he really went after her with fire more often than not that was like his weapon of choice when he was destroying property um not to mention the way he branded lucas back in the beginning um it just felt very um like poetic justice for her to set him on fire at the end and then i was like surely she's gonna want to enjoy this moment (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I was just cracking up in the What the Fuck tape group by the person that posted, um, <laughs> oh, my God, shaking my head when I was answering the question, what is Hades' favourite toasty treat? And I responded, croissant. <laughs> you wouldn't believe the amount of people that have tried to enter the group saying croissant. I said I to I love that. Today, I like I've actually I've actually amended the question now. It says, "What is Hades' favorite toasted treat?" And then in brackets, it is not a croissant. I know. And so Beck entered it. She's like, "Yeah, it says it's not a croissant." Like, why did she put that there? That's a random thing to write. I'm like, "Well, there was a person who put croissant." No, like quite literally, we like hundreds have said croissant. I mean, we've I had a few. It. We've had a few that said pizza. Um, <laughs> A couple said scones. And Look, I think that it just shows that, you know, their mind their mind hasn't gone to the dark, twisted place that we have where we're like, ha, 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 roasted marshmallows over taste of body. Yeah. I, I, like, like, I thought it was really obvious, but the amount of people that are getting it wrong, I'm like, maybe that didn't stick in their minds. Uh, I, well, yeah, because I joined it after that and I said, well, that explains why it's sitting there now. It's yeah no because even i was thinking i'm like why would it be a croissant it's clearly fucking marshmallows (laughs) (laughs) look guys if it was you that wrote croissant pizza or scone that's totally fine (laughs) you have provided entertainment for us (laughs) like i think it just means that like that zed's cooking stood out for them a lot more than than hades fucked up (laughs) (laughs) well this is what i'm saying it shows that they you know Their mind is pure. They're thinking of the good stuff. Uh, yeah. I mean, I there was a lot of focus on Zed's amazing cooking skills, and I was hungry a lot of the times throughout the book talking about these yeah. foods. I know. Okay, last question before we get into the uh, serious things. Um, so, just checking, who is the honey trap about again? It's a mystery. <laughs> I mean, look, we're here for the exclusive. Okay, no, but like in all seriousness, like, do you want to know who it's about? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So it's about um one of the mercenaries in the guild. <laughs> You're such a badass. Like seriously, <laughs> I just I feel like I'm just gonna yeah. episode. Tate gave us an exclusive. <laughs> You're not lying, it is, but maybe people don't realize. Yes. Maybe these. Croissant people don't realise it's about a mercenary in the guild. It's true. It's true. There you go. And I mean, you know, we've got Joss Moody there as, um, you know, some good, some good. Uh, eye candy. 
eye candy. For well, he was so Joss is actually the original character inspiration for this character. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I approached um, a photographer about purchasing the like the actual image that I had found originally that I um, saved in my brain bank. Um, <laughs> and um, apparently there was another there's another RH author who had it like on hold because she was thinking about it. Yeah. And um, and so he was like, no, sorry, you know, somebody else has it on hold. Um, can't sell it to you kind of thing. And I was like, that's a bummer. And then I like a couple of weeks later realized that there was a different photographer who had um, images of Joss as well. So I approached him and he was like, yeah, sure. Here's my gallery of like 7,000 images to search through. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will like, find one I have to thoroughly look at each of them though to make sure yeah yeah them. you like you, you really do <laughs> so that took that took forever to, to narrow down um absolutely it's a tough job it's a really it's tough job it's really difficult really? but like you know dedication is important <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh, okay, all right. These are the ones. I'll leave the first one to you, Beck, because I know you got a lot of joy in writing this. Fuck, Mary, kill, Cass, Zed, or Lucas. I already. <laughs> I'm gonna ask her this. Yeah, because every author's like, "How dare you?" <laughs> but I, I already know. You already know. She's already, she's made her plan. She's like, this is how I think she should answer. <laughs> so we'll see whether you have the same mind as back here. Um, um, fuck Cass, marry Zed, kill Lucas. Oh, no, not on nah, that. Nah. Wow, wow, wow. Sorry. Nah, you were way off track. Well, she said that you should have chosen Cass to kill because he's already had a fake death, so it'd be easy to do it again. Then he wouldn't actually have to be dead. No, see, I feel like Lucas is, like, he's so, like, emotionally stable that I would actually need to strangle him at some stage. Yeah, I get that. Mm. Like, just, just, like, just stop being, like, just stop being a mature human being, please. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Calm down. I feel like Cass would be like excellent in bed, so hundred percent. So you couldn't you couldn't kill that. If you could create a harem from your characters across all your books, who would you pick? And you only get three. Only get three. You only get three because you only give us three. This is harem light. (laughs) (laughs) Well, not in Kit Davenport. She gets a lot more in there, but six. Beck only allowed you three. Oh, that was on Beck. Sorry. I'm brutal like that. <laughs> um, I would probably take, I would take, oh gosh, this would be like, you, you would never, you would never do this in real life because you would end up, it would just be a bloodbath. But I would take Austin, mm. Archer. I'd take Austin, Archer and Zed. Oh, dear God. Oh. <laughs> I mean, they're going to have a lot of brawls, but yeah, like it's going to be, it's, it'd be a bloodbath, but there's like, a lot of testosterone and adrenaline going around there that you know the payoff's going to be well. Yeah. I mean, you'd, you'd really, you'd really have to like work on your like zingy one-liners. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But there'd be a lot of workouts, not in the gym. Or yeah. maybe as well. Or maybe in the gym. In the gym, but not on. Could be in the gym. Could be anywhere, really, at this not point. Not yeah. the actual, you know, workout. Mm. Padded so. mats. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that's hectic. Um, if you were a chair, what celebrity would you want to sit in you? This is our favorite question. Honestly, we love this question. I would 100%. I would have Ryan Reynolds sit on me. Oh my God. He's hilarious. Yeah. I'm sorry. He's so witty. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can, I can see that. And I would like, I would reciprocate and sit on him as well. If he wanted yeah. like on his face. I mean, yeah, that's fine. Just be nice. <laughs> yeah. You could be like, um, like a massage chair or something and he you know he just all oh, a sofa he could just lie all over me yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. okay what character whether of your own characters or from a book you have read would you like to meet in real life if you could um um look i would probably like to meet nadia yes yeah the stories that woman could tell honestly yeah yeah she's yeah. lived a life she yeah. has plus she she's a great cook like i want some of yeah. her her pastries and her treats i mean yeah. some croissants maybe <laughs> <laughs> wait she's gonna she's gonna do like a special on um like s'mores or something <laughs> yes oh my god what's your most useless talent I don't really have any talents. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like untalented. I mean, that's you're bad, a doctor, so there's that, but that's not a useless talent. So we need to find something else. Like, can you tie like a lolly snake? In no, that's, that's talent. I don't have that. Um, but it's useless really. I mean, what do you I mean? mean? It's, t- it's totally useless, but it's still a talent that I don't have. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll just write no talent. Talentless. Like, just talentless. <laughs> like, seriously, I can't sing. I can't dance. I, I'm not athletic. I, like, I can't even fucking rhyme. Like. <sighs> Do you wear a crown well? That could be a useless talent. No. Not my head, my head's a weird shape and it just, it. Yeah, I feel like I've never put on a crown, but I definitely feel like it, it wouldn't sit well on my head. Yeah. So I want to wear one to fave. I was talking about it before. But I, just... I have three different crowns that I, I wore to babe and not a single one of them was comfortable. Oh God. Devastating. I am in also like throwing up the wearing some wings. I want to get some pretty ones. I feel like they like I'd really rock a set of wings. Yeah. Yes. All right. Just go like completely haired. (laughs) Just to change it up. (laughs) I want I want you to wear one with like a huge face with giant jaws, but your (laughs) your face sits in the middle of the jaws. We walk around like that. That's what I It has to have like a decent snout on it too. Absolutely. Like, so that, like if you turn around too quickly, you'll smack someone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that just came to me now. 
I want to see it. I, I, mean, I need to see this come to fruition like big time. Yeah. Like I need to. You're 100 committed. <laughs> she is. She is. Oh my god! Awesome. Well, thanks heaps for your time. Um, if you change your mind and you do want to give us those exclusives, just send it through the DMs. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I keep telling people it's a mystery. I know, but when are we going to find out? Like find out what who they are do we not find out until we get the book are you going to hold out until then who the guild is about or who mystery man is i guess i guess all of it well those (laughs) are lost forever is mystery man lost forever or we might be mystery man might just like waltz his mystery way through like seven series before you find out how fun would that be that would actually be awesome i would love it randomly pops up everywhere and this is what i was saying to beck (laughs) she's like what the fuck i'm like look we don't really i can't remember i can't recall reading about his age so maybe he is nadia's secret thief who was supposedly dead but came back for (laughs) she's like what the fuck is going on with your mind i'm like look it could be I was like, I don't, uh, look, I love Nadia, but I don't want to read that. <laughs> so, I mean, I didn't want it to have a story. So it's no. Just a random mystery person. <laughs> this the is where my mind's going. In, but anyway. In, incorrect. <laughs> okay. Okay. Thanks for shooting it down because I yeah. couldn't do that. Incorrect. Like, I feel like, I feel like if there was an 80 something year old man, like Hades might have mentioned old man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just like I'm pretty sure she did describe him as handsome, and I, I, I just don't know that um, she would have described an eighty-something-year-old man as handsome. Maybe <laughs> old eighty-something-year-old man. He might have had a lot of cosmic medic surgery done. Sean, it could be like a Sean Connery or something. <laughs> no. I feel like even I feel like even if he was an attractive older man, you would say attractive oh. older man. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, well, fine. <laughs> now you're back at square one. It's a mystery. Look, I had no thoughts about the mystery man. He was, he was mysterious. You know, he lived up to his name. So, you know, it would be even more fun if, like, yeah, he comes into all the seven series and then you don't tell anyone who he is. <laughs> you would do something like that. <laughs> Out of that, you how many people are gonna hate me now? They're like, why would you give her that idea? <laughs> I did. I, I said, I think I said this on um, one of the lives I did recently that I read one of those like I don't know, Reddit posts or something where it said authors should release a book with like nine alternate endings and then tell their readers that there's 10. <laughs> oh, god, but see, the thing is that that's just something that gives somebody with a diabolical brain like you some very terrible ideas <laughs> just like don't do it guys not a bad idea <laughs> no you would definitely do it oh, don't worry at least i would buy the books <laughs> you know can you imagine like the never-ending hunt for the 10th ending i know it'd be like it'd be like a golden ticket <laughs> <laughs> a golden ticket that never existed <laughs> never existed i know i know <laughs> god you'd have to have so much time on your hands so 
so much time. I know. And then we wouldn't find out who the honey trap was ever about because you're writing all these alternate endings. And <laughs> yeah, you just get off course real quick. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for chatting as always. No worries. We love finding out what goes on in your mind even further than the books. <laughs>